the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Mitzi Perdue, who has a lifelong fascination with what it takes to lead the best life. She got up to watch an up-close-and-personal display when she saw her father, who co-founded and was the president of the Sheridan Hotel chain. And she also was able to watch her late husband, Frank Perdue, build his father and son chicken company into a company that today employs 21,000 people. Both of these men and leaders had a tremendous focus and a penchant for action and had a wide ranging interest, which led them to see opportunities that others miss. And they were also men that developed tremendous talent stacks and also, um, you know, really went after learning new skills in order to meet needs. Um, and so this is really part of Mitzi's uh, DNA, so to speak. And so um, she really has taken that on and now draws on the experience of her family of origin and the Henderson Estate Company, which dates back to 1840 and um, and also um, taking on some of the work there with the Sheraton Hotels and the work that, of course, her husband, Frank Perdue, was doing with Perdue Farms and and really is taking that into here and now, um, providing some practical tips for positive culture in some of the articles that she's writing for places like Psychology Today. Um, and then, of course, she's written some a new book. Um, she's written uh, author Tough Man, Tender Chicken, Business and Life Lessons from Frank Perdue. And uh, that is um, uh, that book actually made number five on Amazon's business biographies out of a field of 20,000. So she's she's doing some amazing work. And um, most recently, she has uh, she has a new book that she's going to be telling us about. And um, that is Mark Victor um, Hansen's Relentless. And um, she's going to be talking a little bit to us about that book 
um, you know, what inspired her to write it, uh, the wisdom behind the incomparable chicken soup for the soul series, right? So lots to talk about today and uh, so grateful to have you on the show, Mitzi. Well, I'm thrilled to be on and and I, I love the kind of things you talk about. So thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that brought Mitzi and I together is um, we, we we began to just have a discussion about um, the Ukraine. And that was the Ukraine was near and dear, uh, you know, the, the pain that people are experiencing in the in the Ukraine was top of mind for Mitzi and myself and so many others right in our in our nation and in our world. And we began to talk about um, how we could help there and also some of the correlations quite frankly that i saw between some of the women that i'm serving and the men that i'm serving and the kinds of uh traumas that they have been been experiencing throughout their lives and some of the things that are going on in this war crisis right with the ukraine and um and that sort of opened up this relationship and and of course mitzi did an article um on psychology today about that correlation or that alignment and why people, quite frankly, who've been through trauma, uh, sadly, may be very well prepared for careers in cybersecurity. And so, um, but, you know, there, there's been so many more facets of our discussion. And I wanted to kind of start off with a few things. So, Mitzi, you have this background of being around these highly influential and creative and innovative men in your life. And, um, and, and, and but so, I'm sure uh, at times, feeling some uncertainty, risk takers, people who are trying new things, you know, you have to fail to, to succeed. And so tell me about how that was for you as a child and and as a wife. And now as you're taking on new endeavors and, um, you know, bringing more visibility to, to um, ways that people can improve their lives and that chicken chicken soup for the soul kind of thing. What you know? What is leading you to that? And how has your past with those powerful men that that have been influential in your life led to this time? Well, I want to pick up. I'll try to answer everything you asked, but I want to pick up particularly on on something you said about that you have to fail to succeed. And boy, was that the case in in my own life experience? I mean, I certainly saw my late father. I mean. I use bigger than life, and my late husband, for that matter, too. I mean, both of them started with pretty much nothing at the end of their lives. They were employing 20,000. Each, I mean, each man, one in the hotel business, one in the chicken business, had employed 20,000 people. In my case, I didn't do it much with my life until age 38. I'd always wanted to be a writer. I craved to be a speaker, but you know, I always found excuses not to submit articles or to audition for being on television. And instead, and there was kind of a reason for it. I was really, I mean, once in my life, I was also extremely shy. And you know, the idea of public speaking, even though I wanted to do it, I was scared to death of the idea. I was so shy, it was hard for me to enter a room with strangers. I was even so shy that it was a little bit difficult for me to use the telephone. And then at age 38, I had an experience that just totally changed my life. Um, And here's what it was. I was a rice grower at that point. And 
Sometimes people don't hear me say rice, but I mean the kind of stuff that if you were in China, you might eat with a chopstick. With chopstick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So rice grower. Mm-hmm. I loved doing it. It was, it was really neat. I loved growing rice. I loved marketing it. I loved selling it. It was a great life, but I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. Well, I had a tenant farmer and this guy, I'll, I'll try not to make the story too long, but this guy had an IQ of over 200. He was you know, one of the great geniuses. There was an article, article in Psychology Today about him, in fact, and uh, it told about how the Stanford IQ tests were calibrated. They had 40 people with the highest IQs they could find, and he was one. And the article in Psychology Today told what happened to them. Most of them, you know, in one way or the other, really messed up their lives. They, they were suicides, they were alcoholics, they got in car accidents that they shouldn't have. But there was one guy who was normal. He was a rice farmer in Northern California. Okay, so this I told all of that just to say this guy's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. He wanted to write a great book, but he never would get around to it. Until at age 68, he was diagnosed with terminal heart disease. Ah! Mm. And, you know, if you or I were given a terminal diagnosis, it would be the most depressing thing in the world. But for him, it was even worse. For, I'll use a fake name, for Peter Smith, it meant that his whole life, his entire work, uh, it, he was never going to write his great book. The thing that he had been wanting to do, that he had been keeping notes for and preparing for, that he'd never get a chance to do it. Well, I, it occurred to me that I knew him well enough. I knew that what kept him from you know, trying was he was afraid he'd fail. And then it came to me that he was doing the one thing that guaranteed failure. He wasn't trying. He wasn't putting himself out there on the line. Mm-hmm. And I started to think, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to end my life looking back thinking, oh, I could have. I'm going to redefine failure And for me, failure is that I didn't try. So I began submitting newspaper articles and books and auditioning, and my life changed. Suddenly I became a writer. Suddenly I I got a television job that I auditioned for. Uh, And so one of the biggest life lessons that I've got is, yeah, you do have to be prepared to fail. You even have to embrace it. I think it's, yeah, you have to pay your dues. And that means putting yourself out there on the line. That means getting, figuratively speaking, kicked in the teeth. Uh, so, that, oh, that's much too long an answer. I'll try. No, that's perfect. That's excellent. I think uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and just dig some more into this. I think we're we're just getting started. But, you know, I love that you shared about being shy and, and kind of hesitating until you saw something that was quite life-changing from a colleague that had so much potential and yet... Um, you know, life has a way of stopping you dead in your tracks. If, and so why not? Why not? Why not now? Why not now? Right? So we're going to come back and hear a little bit more about stepping into um, some of those areas that are a bit scary in our lives. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. 
trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove Teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mitzi Perdue, who is the daughter of the uh, the founder or co-founder, rather, and president of the Sheraton Hotel chain and, um, and also uh, uh, the wife of her late husband, Frank Perdue. Um, who built his father and son chicken company and and both of those powerful men and leaders in her life actually were able to employ 21,000 individuals uh, over the course of their their business career, which is tremendous. And there were a lot of life lessons that Mitzi picked up from having observed them. But one of the things we talked about in the last segment is that she began her journey starting at the age of 38 as a speaker and as a writer and um, really stepping out and making a commitment to fail forward. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that because there are people that are listening today. um, Maybe some of our IT Academy students are listening in, or maybe people that are saying, wow, someone who has, you know, affluence in their background, has people who have been extremely successful, still deals with things like fear, like, uh, you know, still deals with things like um, second guessing themselves, feeling insecure, being shy, not wondering whether they'd be able to hold a a conversation with someone. So I want, I want them to understand uh, that there's, you know, humanity doesn't skip a person, right? The challenges that face one person's face with from a humanity standpoint, uh, don't look at your, you know, your bank account or your family of origin and say, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're born perfect. Right. Mitzi, is that, is that, is that right? We, we, we all have our challenges no matter what our background is. Okay. Well, I dearly would have loved to be born perfect, but guess what? It didn't yes. happen. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I had something of a reason for shyness. And I, I don't, you know, there may be somebody listening to us who might relate to this, but here's one of the reasons that made me shy. I had a terrible lisp. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lisp, uh, you don't just hear it, you see it if it's bad enough. And I had people that I'd get to know, you know, over the years who would tell me when they first met me, they assumed I was stupid because of the lisp. And, you know, when you when you meet somebody new and you know they're going to think you're stupid, 
um, or you, you worry that they might, it, it makes you shy. And it sort of builds on yourself because if you start thinking, oh, if you start sec- second-guessing yourself, uh, you can make it worse and worse. And I was good at that. I mean, that was my special talent, getting more and more shy as the years went on. Mm. And it was easy to be a rice grower, by the way, because you didn't have to interact with a whole lot of people. But, so, what what made the difference? I I kind of stepped back when I saw my friend Peter Smith kind of, in a way, wasting his great gifts because of fear of failure. And I started thinking, you know, there there is an ingredient in my fear of failure, and that is terror of getting along with people and meeting new people. And mm. so... I thought, if a lisp is holding me back, why not try to do something about it? Speech therapist, she told me, you're 38. Uh, and by the way, this was, we're talking 1978 right now, so we're talking a big long while ago. Mm-hmm. What I'm about to say is probably not true with speech therapists today, but she told me we don't have the tools to do anything for you at this age. So I thought, I'm going to try mm-hmm. another. I struck out there, I'll try again. I went to another speech therapist, same story. I went to a third one, same story. Nope. Except, except she said, I can't help you. You know, at this age, nobody overcomes it. But I'd be happy to take your money. You can come. How <laughs> <laughs> <All> kind. <laughs> well, uh, the funny thing is, or I guess it's not funny, um, it, for the first almost nine months, there was no progress at all. I couldn't hear the difference. I couldn't put my tongue in the right place. It was just, you know, it was, it was impossible. But then somewhere around like the middle of the eighth month, I could start to hear the difference. And once I could hear the difference, maybe I could do a little, you know, little baby steps. And somewhere around a year, I had gotten over my lisp. I thought almost, well... I have no excuse for shyness now. So I started taking public speaking courses. I joined the business and professional women's clubs. I just put myself out Out there. there. I'm going to do something about this shyness. And I'm going to, you know, every time I fail, I'm going to say, that's that's a badge of victory because you tried. Very nice. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, reframing. I I love when we recognize that the very thing that we're afraid of is what's keeping us from succeeding, right? It's like um like what's the worst that could happen, right? You you won't no one will like you, which you already think no one does because you have the list, right. Right? 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 So it's like come on. I had a friend uh just a, a funny side note so driving home from a, a trip with a best a really good friend and and uh we almost ran out of gas and she was freaking out she's like oh my gosh we're gonna run out of gas because i don't know what's going on with gas stations nowadays but yeah because of what's going on with the ukraine many of the gas stations are running out of gas oh, or wow. the prices are ridiculous especially in certain places a uh, certain um when you're traveling let's say down highway five or, you know, different, different long-term places. You've got to really watch that where the gas is available um, on those long roads. But anyway, so running out of gas. And um, she said, I can't believe that. She says, I can't believe it. She says, I'm almost, I'm 60 years old and I've never run out of gas. And I said, 
well, let's think about it. What's going to happen if, if we run out of gas? And she's like, we'll run out of gas. And I'm like, yeah, but what's going to happen? And she said, we'll be stuck there. No one will ever come find us. And I was like, we're going to call AAA. They're going to come and give us some gas. And and we'll have a dance party on the side of the road and, and sit here and eat snacks and wait for someone to come and laugh. And she said, no, 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 I can't take it. And we just we laughed back and forth because it, it was kind of ironic. I mean, she, I didn't want to run out of gas either, but just the, sometimes we have fear of things that, you know, um, they, they seem very big in our minds, but they're really in the, in the scheme of life and death, they're not, right? Yeah, so much of, of life has to do with how you're framing it. And I just love the idea of we're going to have a party and dance on the side. Yeah, that's yeah. the way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a no gas party. <laughs> anyway, well, well hey, we're going to tell the end. Did, did you run out of gas? No, we didn't. We did. Okay, just, no party. Okay, but that's another lesson of life. The number of things I've worried about that didn't happen is, is infinite. Yeah. Isn't that something? Ah, that's so good. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back. I want to talk a little bit about your new book and, um, you know, what, what inspired you to do, write the book and, uh, what, you know, where people can learn more about it. So we'll, we'll come right back and thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mitzi Perdue, and I want to drive right in, into your new book here. You have a new book that you have written, um, Mark Victor Mans- uh, Hansen, rather, um, Relentless. Uh, is the title, and um, it's all about the wisdom behind the incomparable chicken soup for the soul series. So tell us about this book. What is, uh, what inspired you to, to write this book? Oh, I can't wait to share with you. Uh, I have a purpose in life and the book just totally fit in with my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. My particular purpose in life is I feel I'm here to increase happiness and decrease misery. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways to do that, uh, 
for for everybody uh, is inspiration. And in fact, I've often thought that inspiration is the greatest gift one person can give another. Well, Mark Victor Hansen is the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. He's in the Guinness Book of World's Records for selling half a billion books. <coughs> I mean, can you even imagine half a billion? He, he and his co-author have written more non-fiction books than anybody else. Well, his books, the reason that they, in my opinion, the reason that they sell so much is because they're inspirational. They're just full of, of ideas that help you like be more than you ever expected to or help you get through really tough times. <coughs> and I thought, since my purpose in life is to increase happiness and decrease misery, wouldn't it be the neatest thing in the world to find out what makes Mark Victor Hansen tick? Mm. You know, what, and we were friends. And one day, you know, I, I screwed up my courage and I asked him, Mark, has anybody ever written a biography of you? And he said, well, no, never thought of it. And I said, Mark, can I do it? Mm -hmm. And he agreed right off. He had actually seen what I'd written, uh, Tough Man, Tender Chicken, a previous book that I'd written, and he liked it. So I interviewed, I interviewed more than 100 people who had known Mark. People from childhood, like, including like his little brother. And, and it's, it was amazing to me how inspirational this man's life has been, including, okay, here's, here's an example of putting yourself out there and not giving up. The most widely sold nonfiction book ever was turned down 143 different times. As mm -hmm. in, he went to a publisher and the publisher said, no, the title sucks. He'd go to the next one, and eh, nobody wants a book of, of stories by non-authors. But just <laughs> time after time, he was turned down. Yeah. He even got to the point where he hired a super-duper agent to help him get the book published, uh, a writer's agent. And after a few months, the agent did something that doesn't normally happen. The agent fired him. He said, yeah, this book doesn't have a chance. Uh, I, I just don't want to spend any more time on it. Bye-bye. Wow. And I, I think it was like a year and a half of constantly trying and never giving up. Yeah. And when he finally did find a publisher, the guy said, you know, I'm doing this... Uh, Kind of to be a nice guy, but I don't think you'll sell many. You know, if we sell 20,000, I'll consider it a huge success. Mark told him, no, we're going to sell a million and a half. And it turned out that they sold 15 million copies. Wow. And people loved it so much that they were asking him to write other, other inspirational books. And, you know, in the end, he, he's written a couple of hundred books. Wow. Well, you know, I, so I love the title Relentless, right? Um, and I'm looking at the back of your book and it just says Relentless, Relentlessly Pursuing Excellence, Discovering uh, Destiny Code and Fulfilling It, Going the Extra Mile, Self-Promoting and Advancing, Serving Greatly with Love, Loving for the Sake of Loving, Caring for the Sake of Caring. So all of these kind of points of being relentless. And what I, I know you said your purpose is to, um, you know, talk about joy and happiness. 
Um, but what I see here is a theme. I kind of see a theme of uh, of overcoming, right? Of overcoming adversity and 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 having joy on purpose, right? Like in Mark's case, oh, he for at the beginning of his career, he was a student of of a great theoretician and and just overall brilliant guy named Buckminster Fuller. Mark wanted to build his life around following this guy, Buckminster Fuller, but unfortunately, it led to bankruptcy. Mm. And he was like a couple of million dollars in debt. Uh, he, he, He had wanted to build something called geodesic domes, and at the time of I think we're talking 1973-74, at the time of the Arab oil embargo, uh, he couldn't get the materials to make the geodesic domes that Mark, that Buckminster Fuller was trying to create. Mm-hmm. So Mark found himself a couple of million dollars in debt. Uh, he didn't even have a place to stay. He'd, he, he had four friends who had rented a house and he'd sleep outside the bedroom door of one of his friends. And one day... Actually, it's one night, like at two in the morning. He's lying there on the floor, blankets on the floor, tossing and turning, just completely thinking of all the people that he's let down, including letting down himself. And then it occurred to him to ask God, you know, here I am in just the depths. I'm feeling like ending my life. I'm suicidal. God, what's my purpose in life? What do you want me to do? And... Mark Victor Hansen felt that he heard an answer, and the answer was a question. The question was, what do you really want to do? What do you want to do with your life? You, know, you don't want to be another Buckminster Fuller, because you can't be. What do you want to do? And the answer came to Mark. He wanted to, he wanted to be a speaker who would talk about important things that would help people's lives. And for the rest of his life, that's what he did. But he was so successful at it. There was a period where he was making $6 million a year as a writer and speaker. Mm. And by the way, one of the things that he attributes his success to is he he made a promise right at the beginning that he would tithe. He would give 10% of whatever he met, whatever Mm. he made. And he has the belief that that giving back means that so much more comes to you. Absolutely. Well, I am definitely of that persuasion as well. Um, and I have seen it. Um, I have, I have seen my, you know, my, my financial position grow to grow to green, so to speak by tithing. And so, um, that, you know, well, I just believe that it, it all belongs to God. And so if he only wants 10%, then I'm, I'm coming away with much more than I should. <laughs> so. you know, that makes me think of, of my late father. I remember when I was 10 years old, going into his study on a Saturday, and there he was with books and ledgers just working away when he could have been out playing golf. So I asked him, you know, Daddy, why aren't you out playing golf with your friends? Why are you working? And he said, I'm looking at charitable requests and the greatest pleasure the greatest joy my money ever gave me was in giving it away. Well, I believe that. 
Well, I I couldn't agree more. I am in agreement with your dad. He was on to something there. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing in the Ukraine and, um, you know, ways that people might be able to even hear um, be helpful um, in things that you're talking about and or seeing. So we're going to be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Mitzi Perdue, and we are just talking about a wide range of things having to do with living our best lives, experiencing joy, happiness, overcoming hardship, um, those that are tangible and those that are um, perhaps having to do with the way we speak, the things that we've had to uh, overcome men- mental blocks, emotional blocks, um, spiritual blocks, all of the above, right? So tell us some a little bit, uh, Mitzi, about um, what you have been doing. I know you're doing some work in the Ukraine. Tell us what you're doing and uh, what you're seeing out there. Okay, I just had the most, I don't know, exciting, fulfilling thing of my life, and I'm 81 years old, is the following I've written an article for Psychology Today about trafficking, that human traffickers, the people who want, for example, to get girls as sex slaves and sell them, uh, that they, they, they prey on war-torn areas. They, they prey on the vulnerable, and boy, if you want people who are vulnerable, take a woman whose home is now rubble, who doesn't know she'll ever see her husband again, who isn't sure where her next meal is coming from, has no job. I mean, she, and her country's being invaded. That woman mm-hmm. is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Well, I wrote a story about that for Psychology Today, and the, the head of, uh, of law enforcement for Kiev, and that's a region that uh, it's, it's like a province or, or a state. Mm-hmm. For, for the Kiev region, the head of law enforcement, he had written his master's thesis on human trafficking. So he was interested in the story, and somehow it came to his attention. And I got invited to go to Ukraine mm. as a guest of 
of the Kiev Regional Police. Mm-hmm. And, oh my goodness, the sort of things that I saw. And one of the biggest things that I learned was when the Russians invaded Ukraine, I mean, you might not believe this, but I've seen it with my own eyes. The first thing they did was they destroyed the police stations. I've been in completely bombed out police stations. I've seen where they destroyed the cars, uh, completely ruined the, the communications ability, you know, the, the radios, the transmitter towers, everything. Mm-hmm. And you might say, why would the Russians focus on law enforcement first? And here's the answer. Because it's a psychological operation, a PSYOP. They wanted to demoralize the people as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And oh, among other things they did, they also opened the prisons. So mm-hmm. the idea was you're, 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 you're completely traumatized by your country being invaded, but then when the police can't help you, when you can't, you know, they're, they're murderers, rapists, arsonists, just roaming free, stealing your stuff. Uh, it's it's it compounds the horror, and so the 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 Russians attacked law enforcement with the intent of of destroying the enemy's will to resist. Just having people so demoralized that they couldn't do anything. Wow, it's like the like a real world purge, isn't it? It's just that you know, just free flowing evil. On on multiple evil. levels. Wow. So, I, so I, what what I'm trying to do these days is I'm trying to raise money for shelters because here's here's one of the things that happens at the borders. Say say you're a woman. I I sort of described her a moment ago, but her house is rubble. She doesn't know if she'll ever see her husband again. Maybe she has an eight year old daughter. She's She's made her way to the border, but maybe it was five days of terror because she didn't know she was going to be robbed or raped along the way. Mm-hmm. She finally gets there, and she's just so tired and disoriented. And guess what happens to her? Mm. The, and I've seen this with my own eyes. Uh, there will be a guy toward at the border. I mean, maybe she's waited three hours in line to cross the border, but there will be a guy there who's talking with his friends, and it looks as if he's taking selfies. He's not taking selfies. He's holding the camera, his cell phone, high enough so he's actually taking a picture of her. And mm-hmm. he scoped her out. He can tell that she's tired, she's exhausted, she doesn't have her wits about her. And he's sending her picture to a trafficker on the other side saying, hey, we've got a live one. Wait for the girl, for this girl in, in the yellow shirt. And he, the, the person on the other side has a picture of her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a couple of hundred yards between when you cross the border and when you go to the area where, where there are non-governmental organizations who, will, who are there to, to help you. But before she gets to the tent area where people are there to help her, this guy comes up to her and said, Gosh, I, I can see that you're tired and I bet your little girl would like a nice place to sleep tonight. The bus is leaving in 10 minutes. You know, come on, get in. And she doesn't have her wits about her. She, uh, and she's never seen again. But we know what happens to her because we've found out from other girls who were rescued. You know, her papers are taken. She's told uh, we're going to do something terrible to your daughter unless you cooperate. Mm-hmm. And she can end up in a Turkish brothel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, how how can you stop that? And by the way, that's happening 
thousands of times, thousands of times a week. Mm-hmm. What what the Ukrainian police law enforcement people that I talked with, what that love to have happen is, if you could have, for $50,000, you could rehabilitate or rehab a, an old building, maybe have 80 beds in it, mm-hmm. uh, have the have the girls, the most vulnerable women, it could be guys, but let's stick with men for, with women for the moment, have them come to this shelter and spend the night there mm-hmm. and have a hot meal be counseled, look out for these guys on the other side. Uh, you know, if, if if she weren't tired and exhausted and had no idea what was facing her, uh, she would never agree to go with the trafficker. And right. so I've been trying to raise money, and it, it's being done $10 at a time, but I can give an address where to send $10. Yeah, please. Actually, it's yeah. with PayPal or a credit card. Okay. It's, the website is... It's youletgroup.org. U stands for Ukrainian, so the letter U. Let is law enforcement training. So the letter U, the letter L, E, T. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I leave out group? Youletgroup.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, I mean, I'd love any, I'd love as much money as possible, but every $10 is so important because... I get to send the people, the the law enforcement, lists of people who are supporting them from America. Yeah, it's such a morale booster for them to know that oh, they're not alone. They're they're people who care and are thinking about them. Yeah. So, so I I have a little piece of advice from my late mother, which is when you have good impulse, act on it immediately because it might not come back again. (laughs) So you have an impulse to help help people from just unimaginable suffering for a pretty low cost uh, go to youletgroup.org dot org there you go very good so and and any amount will help and and are you partnering with an agency there in the ukraine who will run that home absolutely uh there's there's we're we're piloting it uh, with a woman who has a great deal of experience. She's, she teaches other shelters. She teaches uh, people how to set up shelters. And she's agreed to take on this one that has to do with human trafficking. Wonderful. Well, wonderful. I, I, I think that is so very much needed. I've actually um, talked with a couple of leaders over there, and they have absolutely... Uh, kind of confirmed what the stories that you've shared in terms of just predatory practices and behaviors throughout the region. Um, sadly, you know, this is happening. I was just meeting with a group of folks from the Cameroon. It's happening there. Wherever there's war crisis, um, there are vulnerable women and children that are being preyed upon and um, I'm so glad that you're doing something there in the Ukraine to make a difference. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back um, and talk about how people can get involved. We have some events coming up. And um, and then, of course, we'll remind you how you can support this 80-bed uh, shelter opportunity in the Ukraine in Kyiv. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. 
This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. Well, welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We've just had a wonderful time speaking with Mitzi Perdue about how to overcome challenges with intentional joy. We hope that you've enjoyed the time together. Um, Once again, uh, Mitzi, if you could share how people can help you get started with this pilot program, 80-bed shelter for survivors of human trafficking or people that are at risk for human trafficking there in uh, the Ukraine. How might someone support you again? Oh, I've got to tell you, I love that question. Uh, Right to, on on the internet, youletgroup.org. If you go there, you'll you'll see what we're all about. And you'll be given a chance to donate. And frankly, I'd be happy with $1. A lot of people are giving 10 but oh, five. I'm almost more interested in having large numbers of people than a large amount because it's such a morale booster for people in law enforcement. I mean, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And oh my goodness, these people who are working so hard under such terrible, demoralizing situations. I, I heard a statistic recently that up to a third of the people in Ukraine today have symptoms of PTSD. Uh, you know, it's, it's so any, any act of kindness we can do for them, including just having your name on a donation, or if you want it to be anonymous, I'll respect that too. But let's hear from you. Okay, great. And then if people are interested in your new book, I noticed that it's for sale on uh, Amazon. I'm looking at it right now. So you can uh, go there and check out the title. Again, Mark Victor Hansen, and the title is Relentless by Mitzi Perdue. Um, Anything else you'd like to add there, Mitzi? Yeah, um, if you just search on Amazon for Mitzi Perdue, you'll uh, you'll also find a book that's even more recent. It's fiction. Oh, okay. It's called Rich Widows of Savannah Valley. Oh, okay. That one sounds fun. I, I hope it's fun. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of whimsical, and it's, it has a little bit to do with my background growing up in the hotel industry. And by the way, I just wanted to be clear if anybody was wondering. Uh, my father was the founder of the Sheraton Hotels, but we sold the whole chain probably 50 years ago. Okay. So, So I grew up in the hotel business, but we did sell it. Okay, very cool. 
Well, I have stayed in a Sheridan or two, so I'm one of your customers. Um, but, uh, well, we have some other things going on. So wanted to bring to your attention a few things. First of all, um, we are continuing to raise awareness about the, um, anti-trafficking movements, uh, throughout the Bay area, specifically, um, kind of, uh, raising awareness about the impacts of SB 357 to all of our communities. We are seeing a increase in demand, especially in Oakland. In San Francisco, we've seen um, an increase in the number of cars on any given night. Um, you might see one Sunday night we went, we were doing an outreach and there were 41 cars that were circling a residential neighborhood like it was a in and out burger place, right? And that's just um, just heartbreaking, especially when you see 14-year-olds out there, 16-year-olds, and we're starting to see more and more children going missing. And so we want just to let you know that we are going to be providing some opportunities to have a deeper conversations. One of those is um, as a co-leader of the Violence Prevention Coalition Gender-Based Violence Committee in Oakland, um, I am uh, uh, spearheading along with a group of other folks and the uh, a, a mayoral mayoral Oakland mayoral forum uh, to talk about gender-based violence, and that will be on October the 13th from 3 to 5 p.m. Um, do, we are doing this in partnership with Family Violence Law Center um, and a safe place um, are kind of taking leadership roles there, and then it's sponsored by VPC Gender-Based Violence. So um, mark your calendars, 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to have a discussion with the 10 mayoral candidates from Oakland to talk about some of these types of issues. Uh, we also are um, going to continue to do street outreach in uh, throughout the Bay Area to some of the areas where people are being sold. And so um, please stay abreast of what we're doing. If you haven't already, reach out to Amina, A-M-I-N-A at loveneverfailsus.com and ask her to add you to our newsletter. There you'll find out about all of these events. Um, We just had a community healing circle there on 23rd Avenue um, in Oakland uh, this past Thursday. And we're going to continue to have times to come together to talk about the increased demand and how we can address it as a community. Um, also wanted to make sure that you mark your calendars for November to 28th. We are having a golf event and that is going to be a fundraiser for us. So please mark your calendars. It's the day before Giving Tuesday. So we're going to have it all tied together but please hold the date for that for us on that. And also March 11th. I know it's a long time cut of away, but please hold the date for um, save the date rather for uh, March 11th, 2023 for our annual gala at Black Hawk Country Club. Um, we are going to, again, celebrate the journey to freedom like we do every year. It'll be in person this year. So we're excited about that. So please save that date. And of course, we have ongoing events going on. So we want to invite you to come to our website, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events, where you can learn more. One of those is we are starting a new IT biz cohort. Uh, It's going to be a 10-week cohort for people in Alameda County. And that's starting in October 8th. If you're interested in participating, um, there is a stipend that goes along with that. And of course, there are some um, salary or uh, uh, some requirements around it's a for low, no income and um, individuals in the Bay Area that are not working or not um, are underworking, if you will, this 
they're not have a family sustaining income. And so you can reach out to Davina, D-A-V-I-N-A-A, I'm sorry, D-A-V-I-N-A at loveneverfailsus.com or go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz to sign up. All right, that's it. That's all we have for today. Thank you so much, Mitzi, for being on the show. We so appreciate you. And uh, we are going to uh, call it a a wrap here. But before we do, I want to make sure that whoever's listening, if you haven't heard it before or if you need to hear it again, always remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.